Welcome to the Exceptional Business Podcast, hosted by Nicondra Moran. Join me in this podcast as I discuss all the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, how that intertwines with life and our own personal journey to success and freedom. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Exceptional Business Podcast. I am so excited to be on here today. It's been a minute since I've made a podcast episode. I'm not one of those entrepreneurs who batch content and pre-plans the entire season of a podcast. What you all are getting from me is true. I am recording a podcast. And so it's been a minute because I have been transitioning. For those who do not know, my clients know I've been talking about this for, oh my gosh, a year now. I have been living in Montreal, Canada for the past few years because my husband, we took a temporary assignment over there. My husband works for the government and we ended up staying a lot longer I don't know if it was just due to COVID or just the circumstances at that time, but we decided to stay longer in Montreal, Canada, which by the way, is a beautiful place. If you all have never been to Canada or any parts of Canada, consider Montreal a place on the list to visit. It is a French speaking province in Quebec. And so a lot of, of course, people there, they speak French and a lot of people there also speak English, but it's beautiful. The food is amazing. It's really a melting pot. You see all different cultures and all different, you know, nationalities, which is amazing. One more thought I was going to say, the only downside for me was the cold. So It's very cold there. The winters are very, very long. And so I would say that's the only con that I had to get adjusted to was living in a very cold climate that I don't think as a person coming from the South, you can ever, ever get adjusted to. So I am transitioned back to the States I am now, my residence is in Atlanta, Georgia. So I have some collaborations. I have some upcoming speaking engagements. I'm super excited to be in Atlanta because we are definitely, like Atlanta is the city for entrepreneurs, I feel like. And so I'm not in the city. I'm a little outside of it. But of course, I think that's how a lot of people are in Atlanta, but I'm super excited to be just close to the city to be able to continue to grow the business and to actually have like roots and be able to do things in person versus a lot of the things that I was doing previously were virtual. In today's podcast, I am going to just give you some jewels on how to shift your mindset to help you achieve financial success. As a accountant, I see numbers all day and that truly gives me a leading edge, I believe, to be able to really advise my clients. I've been watching even through this brief period, it feels like that we've been experiencing in entrepreneurship. We have 
some entrepreneurs who are quitting, who have decided that they no longer want to be entrepreneurs. I have some that some have decided that they just don't want to be in entrepreneurship. They have seen some entrepreneurs who have decided to pivot, who have decided that the way that they've been running their business is not how they want to continue to run it. And as a result, they have decided to pivot in different ways, either by simplifying their offers, changing their offers, or making it so that they are in a state of flow. Wherever you are in your business, I'm sure you've probably heard of this as an entrepreneur, whether you are pivoting in some way, whether you are experiencing any type of effect of kind of this brief recession type of period that we're in, in sales, or especially in the coaching space or online space with digital products and courses, you may also be experiencing shifts into that as well. So we're in a very interesting period right now. And I'm just interested to see how things will continue to unfold as far as the expression of entrepreneurship, as far as like simplifying or just making entrepreneurship work for you. Because I always say like, I did not go into entrepreneurship to be more stressed than I was when I was working in eight to five. And I believe that we go into entrepreneurship with the idea that we want this freedom and this flexibility, but it becomes much bigger than that. And before you know it, you are now probably more stressed, more burned out than you ever were at your eight to five, because now it's yours. And so there's a personal stake at hold that allows you to really spiral. <laughs> and so for me, I've really had to take a high level view to really understand the things that I want out of entrepreneurship. And it's very important for us to understand that we cannot always take the advice that we see on social media or through business coaches or through YouTube, you have to really also be in alignment with yourself. Everybody is not meant to grow a team or manage a team. Sometimes your version of entrepreneurship may just be you. It may just be you offering whatever services or products that you have. You may have an assistant or you may have a bunch of automation set up or a contractor or two, but that may be your best, right? Versus someone else may have a much bigger vision where they may want to have a team. They may want to be able to offer benefits and to be able to do much more. And there is this saying, of course, that goes around, like if you are a one person show in your business, you're just a high paid CEO. So it's like, you're not really selfish. You're a high paid worker. So it's not like you are actually an entrepreneur. You're just like a high paid worker. That may be cool for some people. We may like our pursuit of happiness is subjective. So for some people, you know, having like just your self and your offerings, that may be enough. So I challenge you all, like really, especially in the season that we're in, I think a lot of the reasons why there has been so much pivoting and so many changes and things like that is like, we really have to be 
mindful and in alignment with what we want for ourselves and not what someone else is encouraging us to be. We have to look at our own personal situation and determine what that looks like for us. For me personally, what I have realized over the years in my journey in entrepreneurship is that I do not want to have a huge team. I really enjoy our small team right now. We are a team of four and that feels really, really good to me. And I don't want to grow a huge team and deal with all of the nuances with everything that comes along with that. But that's my thought process to it. And that's okay. And you have to think about how you feel what's in alignment with you and your family and you have to go with it. So that's just a, another thing to think about. Another jewel to take with you is as you are making decisions in your entrepreneurial journey, make sure you seek alignment within yourself and if it works for you and what you want to do. And a lot of times you'll know as far as if you are equipped and ready to hire and deal with the CEO hat of having employees and benefits and things like that. And you'll know, you know, based on your personality, what fits well with you. But I really suggest that before you just seek mentorship to also seek alignment within yourself in order to make the right decisions. So getting on to the mindset shifts that you can, you know, shift into to help you achieve financial success, just a few I'm going to drop with you today that I have always used within my personality, my business, and I want to give that to you as well. First and foremost, the biggest one for me is just to avoid perfectionism. Just progress over perfection has been the biggest, biggest, biggest piece to my success and what I see in a lot of other people's success. And when I say success, that's subjective to whatever you want to define it as. But the more I tend to avoid or do progress over perfection, the more it serves me. I have a tendency to wait and wait or make sure something looks a certain way or is perfect a certain way and avoid that. Avoid perfectionism. Don't get stuck in it. It can become such a huge factor in not being able to achieve your financial goals. It can keep you stuck. It can keep you from being able to sell, putting yourself out there. It can look like analysis paralysis. You get sucked into doing a lot of research, looking at all the pros and cons, but at the end, you end up not taking any action at all. Just avoid any type of form of perfectionism, especially when you are dealing with your business, because it's not always going to look perfect. And what I've learned is that the journey of authenticity within your business is actually refreshing for your audience, for your clients, and just being yourself. So it doesn't always have to be perfect. One backstory for me is I decided that I wanted to try to consolidate all of our systems. As you know, we serve our clients across all over the US. And I decided that, you know, I've been on a constant you know, so you have me, the entrepreneur, the tax accountant, you have me, 
I'm like the marketer, you know, but I am also obsessed with systems, processes, and workflows. And I was trying to find a way to help simplify things for us as far as how we onboard, how we use our client portal, and just the overview of just our workflows and processes. And what I did was I decided to change our client portal. And I thought that this was going to be perfect. So we worked on changing our client portal and for the accountants or tax professionals that are listening here, to be transparent, we were in a portal called Canopy and we decided to move to a portal called TaxDome. And I'm sure you all have heard of TaxDome for the accountants that are listening because it is very popular But what we realized in our process is that we had already set up so many automations around our onboarding that it was very hard to seamlessly apply that into TaxDome to where it was better than what we were already presenting to our clients during onboarding. So to make a long story short, you all... I spent all of this money to transfer all of like to pretty much create a new client portal. And when I got over there, I didn't like it. And I felt like a lot of the systems and things that we had already had set up, it was really, really serving us. And I thought that it would be doing our clients a just a disservice to give them a new workflow around them working with us because we have always prided ourselves as being very just easy to work with, making sure our systems are very easy to work with. So me having analysis, like me having FOMO, I guess you can say, is I thought that this new shiny object was going to serve us. When I realized and when I got in it, I realized that I had already had a lot of those things already set up and I was a lot more ahead than I thought. And so the new shiny portal did not really impress me because I had already created so many different workflows and processes just around our offerings in general to where it did not wow me. So we decided to just go back to our existing portal, but it was a painful and pricey mistake to have, but I'm not crying about it. I'm not upset about it. It is what it is. I know that when we are in entrepreneurship, you have to have these type of experiences to grow you. And this taught me a lot. It continues to, like when I make decisions like this, it continues to teach me just how to A, not have FOMO, be careful what you consume, B, just not have like that shiny object syndrome. Like, you know, especially with like all of these tools and workflows and things like that. I always say simple is best. So, you know, just think about those things before you decide to like change your whole CRM, change your whole project management system. Sometimes it looks like it's going to be such a beautiful, shiny object, but sometimes simple is best. And for us, we already had a lot of what they were offering. Of course, there were more automations and things like that, but you know, we were still being really served where we were and with the other 
tools and softwares that we were using that had all of our workflows and automations, which by the way, we had also invested in that as well. So that's a little backstory to my kind of FOMO shining object syndrome in a painful lesson that I have to learn. But it was all, I think, in the end, the seek of like this perfect thing. And it was not perfect. It wasn't. So avoid perfectionism like the plague, you all. Another mindset shift to really think about in achieving financial success and just success in entrepreneurship period is to really cultivate a belief in yourself. I cannot really even tell you how big this is. Your belief in yourself is the biggest thing that you can have for your business. It kind of helps you get over imposter syndrome or feeling like an imposter. You know, when you start to grow your business and you start to feel just unease or anxiety and it can really hinder, you know, your success as well as creating like negative beliefs in yourself. So nurturing your belief in yourself is a slow process if you struggle with this, but It is something that is very worthy and helpful for you along your journey. Just being able to recognize that believing in yourself and knowing that you can achieve anything that you really desire is so key in your journey. So doing a practice of just keeping your thoughts You know, many entrepreneurs, business owners, they encounter imposter syndrome at various stages in their business. Will Smith is one. If you read his book, he talked about how bad his imposter syndrome was. The biggest thing is just to ensure that you are not swallowed by it. It's all a part of the journey and cultivating a belief in yourself is a muscle that you continue to grow as you grow, as your business grows. And as you go throughout your journey, even in life, not just talking about entrepreneurship. So make sure when you are doing your day-to-day that you are doing practices and you are creating practices that you that serve you, that helps you cultivate great beliefs in yourself. That's really important. And lastly, the mindset shift to drop to you all today is, of course, to just move away from scarcity thinking. Scarcity thinking to me can also tie in with cultivating a belief in yourself. You may not be feeling that you're good enough or there may be limited resources available that leads you into having scarcity thinking because you feel like, well, I can't invest in this. I have to safeguard this. I have to be mindful of this because I don't know how long this is going to last, a feast and famine type of thinking that you may have. It could even be with like your offerings, which could also lead to burnout. You know, if you are someone who is like a coach that does launches, the feast and famine of that, of like having a big month and then, you know, maybe having a quiet month, that can create a lot of stress and anxiety. And if you are someone that's like that, really evaluate your offerings and see how you can create some type of form of reoccurring revenue in whatever capacity that you can in order to help you mitigate that because that can also be very stressful for entrepreneurs as well. But just move away from scarcity thinking 
It can really stunt financial growth. It can really prevent you from being able to achieve your goals. Make sure to adopt an abundance mindset. There is more than enough to go around. Train yourself to view investments, whether it's in your business or out of your business, whether in your business to hire help or contractor, someone to help you with your systems, or even in yourself, having someone come and help you at the house, meal prep, do laundry, professional development, joining a gym, anything that that looks like. This will all give you positive outflows that will produce returns in the longer term. So scarcity thinking can stunt you from doing all kinds of things. It can stunt you from investing in something that can help you grow. It can stunt you from investing in something that can give you back your time, which could give you a positive outflow in the future. So when you shift out of your scarcity mindset, you can start just making proactive decisions to really help you move the needle, not only in your life, but also the growth in your business. So these were all tips that I just wanted to give you all today. Mindset work is always an ongoing process for entrepreneurs. It is not something that we do once a year. You never have to think about it ever again. It's something that is a daily practice. And what is even sweeter is as your business grows. And what's even sweeter is as your business grows, you will hit some of the same mindset blocks or even different ones that you thought that you got over repeatedly. You know, whether it's meeting that financial goal, whether it's meeting, you know, your personal goals, like it's a constant journey. So it's not something that you, this mindset work is always an ongoing process. Hope this was helpful to give you just a few things to think about as you are growing your business and some mindset shifts to think about that can help you also cultivate financial success, but even personal success for yourself in your life, with your family, your personal goals, as well as your business goals. So if you are interested in having more support around your business, I encourage you to check out our House of CEO. We have a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are building their business. They are striving to achieve financial success. Please go to my website, www.thehouseofceo, and check out our membership. It is $297 for the year. And it is definitely an investment that you will not regret. You will have access to our classroom as well as monthly workshops that you can attend on all different topics. This month's topic is financial reporting for entrepreneurs. So if you have no idea about what kind of financial reports you need to be looking at as an entrepreneur, if you have no idea when you get financial reports from your bookkeeper, what they mean, when whether it's you know filing taxes, buying a house, financial reports for entrepreneurs is a very important topic. And it's not always a fun topic, but a necessary one. And that's a mindset shift in itself because we tend to want to avoid this. The idea of looking at your numbers or learning this stuff there is like a internal no that happens. And what I have come to realize in my work as an accountant and as an entrepreneur and CEO is 
It's not just the numbers that you're running from. It's also the story behind that. And you have to determine what is that. It could be, you know, maybe how your family looked at money, how you were taught about money, where you taught to avoid it, where you taught that it was intimidating, where you taught that you shouldn't have to know this or like whatever that story is, that could also be preventing you from getting education that is really necessary that can help you in growing your business And as I always say, collapse time, allow you to get there quicker by preventing you from making costly mistakes or things that you could be preventing. But, you know, for some reason, you may have this energy of avoidance when it comes to looking at your numbers, your finances, or even learning more about this in entrepreneurship. So the house of CEO is all around that. It's all around education plus a mindset. I understand that we do have to have the education, but we do also have to have the mindset piece as well. So check it out, www.thehouseofceo. If you want to join our community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are building their business and striving to achieve financial success. So I hope to see you there. And thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Exceptional Business Podcast. For all your bookkeeping, tax, business consulting, and coaching needs, check out our website, www.exceptionaltaxservices.com. We have resources and done-for-you services that can assist you in your entrepreneurial journey.